All right, here we are on location in New Delhi, this Jersey. Is... <laughs> so, uh, so we are getting some culture. We're getting some culture. It's a brand new Delhi, and we are. We just watched for purposes of this review. We watched the movie that we had not seen before. It is called Willy Wonka. William apparently. Wonkers. William Wonkers and the Chocolate Factory. <laughs> yeah, it uh, is poop. It is not. We are not starting that way. And we're not using that as a theme of going forward in this episode. It is chocolate. I love chocolate. <laughs> but yeah, so Willy Wonka. I had never heard of this movie before. Yeah, you know, it's um, little little known like little fringe movie. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if many people have seen this or heard of this. Didn't have much traction culturally. You know, I don't think there was there was much fanfare about it. But it was something that being avant-garde and on the fringes is something we wanted to check out. Mm-hmm. You know, to see what they were doing. Like the French neorealists or, you know, the Italians and mm-hmm. Fellini. Uh, it's kind of in that vein. So we wanted to have a look at it, see what kind of thematics we could pull out of it, and just get an idea of what this movie was about. Yeah. You know? So it was it was fun to explore this. So Willy Wonka and the Chocolate... What did you say? William Wonkers? <laughs> yeah, William Wonkers. <laughs> and the Chocolate Factory. So yeah, this starts out, you know, as a lot of these movies do, it starts out with kind of... Charles a- Manson. Charles Manson. <laughs> he just goes by Charlie in this. <laughs> yeah. So Charlie Manson is is a young boy, at least plays a young boy. <laughs> and, and, uh, he, like a fiddle. He, he also plays a fiddle. And, uh, and he's on a roof. And uh, so that's how it starts out. And so he's he's got this community of people. There's this expectation of what he needs to do. You know, what, his, uh, what they want him to do as part of this community. Charles Manson. Uh, but... <laughs> But, the Spawn Ranch Factory. <laughs> yeah. The Ranch Factory. So there's, there are all these expectations of the things that they want him to do. You know, mm-hmm. the family, the whole community, they expect him to be a serial killer. Mm-hmm. They they want him to murder people, uh, you know, in service of Satan. Well, he just wants to deliver newspapers. He just wants to deliver newspapers. That's uh, Fatally. So that, <laughs> so that he, can, he can get enough money to buy chocolate. <laughs> And win a contest, you know, at a factory. You know, it sounds like the like, reward is like child labor. <laughs> like, you buy a chocolate, we'll give you a job, kid. <laughs> yeah, so that's, that's what it was, yeah. Uh, so uh, that's the whole thing, is he was trying to get a job so he could make minimum wage working in a factory, <laughs> making sneakers. And that was the whole point. But like you said, he wanted to use, he wanted to still be within the family business and the community, you know, idea Mm -hmm. of what he did. But he wanted to kill with newspapers by throwing them at people. (laughs) Whereas they wanted him to use like guns and knives and things. Yeah, and And, and followers. And followers, yeah. Mm -hmm. And send followers out and all that sort of thing, especially in Hollywood, you know, at the time. Mm -hmm. All the best friend, big techs. All the decadence and, yeah, Big Tex was another one. They wanted him to send them out so they could have retribution on Hollywood, which they found as, as uh, you know, over the top and just being too overly concerned with money and all that sort of thing. So, yeah, so what happens as we go along in this movie? Yeah, so um, William Wonkers uh, announces that he's doing this job fair. Right. Um, but only for a certain number of people. <laughs> only for children. So all these children, the way that they can win a job fair is if they eat a bunch of his chocolate in front of him. Because that's how he likes it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he, he invites these kids to eat in front of him. 
It's definitely not creepy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, go on, take another bite. <laughs> yeah. He gets like, I'm positively stuffed. And he's like, not yet. <laughs> right. So Charles Manson, obviously at this time, you know, he's in his early 30s. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So, and he wanted to just give the kids his golden ticket. I mean, ticket. <laughs> his golden ticket. So he has to try to make himself appear like a child to be able to participate in this. So obviously he he kills one of the kids, and cuts their face off, and takes their clothes, and uses that to disguise himself to be able to be part of this. Yeah, uh, you know, to eat the chocolate in front of him. So they they go through this whole portion of that, and Willy Wonka, William Wonkers, is <laughs> is making the determination based on kind of the the personality of the kids, and uh, you know, obviously Charles Manson, Charlie Manson brings best friend Tex. Mm-hmm. Along with him. Who's also his dad. Who's also his dad. <laughs> uh, brings, brings his best friend Tex. And they go through this whole process uh, where where they're being kind of interviewed. So William Wonkers, obviously, he watches their mouth closely as they're chewing on the chocolate. And, and makes his, his decision based on that. Which I thought was a little weird. Yeah. I mean, because like, yeah. he kept saying that he wanted the ones with the softest teeth. Yeah, so he wants some soft teeth, which is kind of a weird thing to want in a child. Looking for that, it just happens to be the case that Charlie Manson mm-hmm. had soft teeth. Yep. So so he gets into the into the interview process to get this job. But there are a whole bunch of shenanigans that go down. Uh, yep. You know, anybody who's seen this, that's going to be the thing they remember. Mm-hmm. Of how many shenanigans happen as part of this whole job interview process. Mm-hmm. So they really get in-depth in this job interview when they all go to the actual factory. Yeah. You know, so he gives them like kind of a factory tour. And so it's Charlie and then the other one, kids with soft teeth. There's um, the German one. Yeah. Uh, what's his name? The German one. Uh, it was Adolf Eichmann. Yep. Eichmann. Yeah. Eichmann. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then there's the, the spoiled brat, which was. Oh yeah. That was Dennis the Menace, obviously. Yep, yep. Yeah. And then there was a uh, fat one. <laughs> <laughs> that one. And that was, that was, that was Chris Farley, of course. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then there's the even fatter one. <laughs> Which was? That was Rosie O'Donnell. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. So they're going through, and this factory is a very dangerous place. So William Wonkers starts like testing these kids throughout this. Yeah. To see if they're lying about their teeth. Right. So he has all sorts of different soft teeth competitions <laughs> in place. <laughs> right. And that's where the the unending gobstoppers, yep. you know, the things that, and they're like infinite ones. Yeah. So that's what he's trying to figure out because you can bite through them. You can try to bite through them. If your teeth are soft, then they're just going to bleh on, on them. <laughs> yeah. But... If they're not, they're going to break because you can't bite through them. Yeah, that's where Rosie O'Donnell obviously went first, like because she wanted to bite balls. <laughs> right, <laughs> she didn't right. care what they were, yeah. and then when she was able to gnaw through a gobstopper, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then uh, then she was escorted out by Mexicans, <laughs> bunch of Mexicans. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, the, so that they were was called Koopa Troopers. <laughs> Koopa Troopers, yeah. So when she gets the Koopa Troopers in there, uh, when the Koopa Troopers come in to escort her out, obviously she eats four of them. 
<laughs> but, but they still they still are able they leave a trail of Rishi's pieces out the door and she follows those along until she she goes out so that that was part of it that was the first step in in mm. trying to weed down go through the people who were left you know so obviously there's still Chris Farley is another one and we have um who was it <laughs> Adolf Eichmann. Adolf Eichmann. Yeah. So obviously he was the propagandist in, in Hitler's yeah. Germany. So so we have him and Chris Farley, who just keeps doing the fat guy in the little coat joke. Yeah. That's Adolf Eichmann, but Eichmann doesn't find it very funny. I thought it was a good through line joke, you know, that they keep doing. Yeah. Well, yeah. it was really sad when he died because that was when they went to the milk room. And then yeah. he starts like drinking the milk from a trough, which right. everybody knows somebody with soft teeth can't drink from a trough. So then Right. Javier Bardem comes out, says, call it friendo. <laughs> he gets it with a little cattle gun. Right. So, so yeah, that's, that was a twist. You didn't realize Javier Bardem was, was working at... <laughs> yeah. Well, he's Mexican-ish. So it makes sense. Yeah, so he comes out, and Dennis the Menace almost got caught up in this whole situation. But was able to evade it because he had his that thing with the rubber slingshot. band slingshot, yeah. So he shot Javier Bardem in the face and mm. and was able to evade him based on that. But so now we just have we have Chris Farley, Dennis the Menace. Oh, and Chris Farley just got killed by Javier Bardem. What? No, it was, <laughs> no, he was you said it was Trump. Adolf Eichmann. Okay, then it was Adolf Eichmann. Chris <laughs> Farley's still here. Yeah, fat guy in a little I, coat. I'm rooting for him. Yeah, <laughs> so, right, so so he, yeah we don't need Adolf. <laughs> yeah. So Adolf Eichmann, I thought you were making a subtle thematic note because Adolf Eichmann was interested in the really white stuff. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, he, he called it the superior drink. Yeah, the superior, because there was chocolate and there was white milk. And the whole point was you were supposed to show that you were open to diversity by drinking the chocolate milk, but he went straight for the white. So yep. it made sense that Javier Bardem came out to kill him. With the cattle gun. With the cattle gun, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we have Chris Farley left, Dennis the Menace, and Charlie Manson. And they move on to the next room, which, which is where they have the, they're doing the, the gum tests. Yep. Yeah, and of course this is something that makes sense for people with soft teeth. Yep. You know, because you can chew that forever. So yeah. It, it ended up ending poorly for um, Dennis the Menace there because um, they were all given their choice of different types of gum and he picked a brick. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It was really, really stupid. Because obviously he doesn't have hard teeth to chew on a brick. So, so that how you can tell. So William Walkers fed him bricks until <laughs> until he perished. Yeah, yeah. Um, until until he died, like the, that was gluttony. That yeah, this was like in yeah. seven. Yeah. Like he was gluttony, and and he died uh, from consuming too many bricks. And so that was the end of Dennis the Menace. Yeah, that one went down, and then it was just it was just Chris Farley and and Charlie Manson. Yeah, so left. for them. They ended up like so when they go into the next room, they kind of like well, they took a little boat ride to get to the next room. Yeah, yeah. The I boat that. ride was designed to put them to sleep, and then when they wake up in the next room, they're both chained to a wall. And William Walker says, "Do you want to play a game?" <laughs> right, right. Yeah. And and he fed them both the keys to these locks so they can kind of figure out a way to get out of the room. Yeah, but so it turned out the game was Assassin's Creed. Yep. So that's what they, that's Yeah, what he they, just really wanted to play the game with them. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Chris Farley was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, so yeah, Chris Farley spent the time while while Charlie Manson was was trying to play the game and mm. get good at it. Chris Farley was just trying to make himself throw up so he could get to the key. Really, so he just likes sticking his finger down his throat. This is something he did throughout the rest of the movie. <laughs> but it the turned out, yeah. But it turned out it actually helped him in this particular instance mm. because he just kept doing that while Charlie Manson was was playing the game and getting good at it. Uh, and eventually he threw up the key. Mm-hmm. And then he just, he was hungry because he had just thrown up. So he just asked if he could get something to eat. <laughs> and then he just ate the key again. <laughs> just ate the key again. <laughs> and it was a really stupid thing to do. Sisyphus cycle. <laughs> yeah. So it was like Sisyphus. But he just kept doing this over and over and over again. While Charlie Manson got really, really good at the game. And so, so that by the time you get to, you know, obviously the end, then William Wonkers comes out and says, you guys are fucking idiots. And says, okay, I'm just going to release you guys. We're going to find out a different way to do this. Because this is stupid. And so, so what happened after that? So then the next game was the Olympic Games. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's it the, the actual Olymp- Olympic Games. Yeah. That they, that they had to compete in. You know, the, the full Olympic Games. Yep. You know, it was, it was everything. It was, it was the, you know, the four by one, the 100, the curling. shot put, curling. It was basketball, uh, tetherball. <laughs> it was competitive dancing. <laughs> <laughs> cross country skiing. Cross country skiing. It was cross uh, county skiing. Uh, there was what was that other one that had uh, you know it was it was the one with the um, bowling balls with the bowling balls yeah <laughs> the multiple bowling balls yeah. what was that one dodgeball <laughs> dodgeball yeah it was extreme dodgeball right so that was another big one and uh, uh, yeah so they have to go through all these events to try to see who who's gonna win this thing mm-hmm. uh, which was a job at the factory. <laughs> <laughs> to make shoes and uh and uh it was it was just an epic you know competition the wherein chris farley lost every every single one of them because he kept gagging himself he kept gagging himself and he's just really out of shape <laughs> so he just lost really really badly on all of them and charlie manson you know he won all those things but then he he had like a moment a revelation where he realized the error of his ways and then he just, uh, he said, you know what, I can't accept this because I have to go back and have my followers kill people in Hollywood. <laughs> so it was this honest moment, you know? Yeah. And he's saying, I've relinquished this this title and you can give it to oh, Chris Farley. Factory boy. <laughs> Factory boy. And you can give it to Chris Farley. And so, so obviously Chris Farley gets the factory job. That's when we learn William Wonker's ulterior motive to all of this yeah is he didn't want to just give them a factory job he wanted to give them a factory so then he can follow his dream of being a ranger in texas (laughs) willie walker texas ranger (laughs) of all your dumb buns Willy Walker Texas Ranger, uh, and he just wanted he wanted to be in the show. He yeah, didn't yeah. actually want to be a ranger. Yeah. Um, and Chris Farley had ties, to, yeah, to, so he hooked him up. Yeah, so he hooked him up, and they just swapped jobs. Yeah. So 
So Chris Farley started running the factory. You can't say swap jobs. That sounds so gross. <laughs> so that's that's how they mutually agreed. <laughs> it's like a handshake in Hollywood. Uh, yeah, yeah. So it was a it was a mutual casting couch that they <laughs> that they uh, they decided who was going to be doing what. Yeah. Then we have we have Willy Wonka, Texas Ranger, who has his dream job now. We have Chris Farley, who's just sticking his fingers out his throat. And not take care of the factory at all. And then we have Charlie Manson, who, you know, returns to his hometown. Mm. He plays the fiddle. He reinvigorates an interest in his culture. And they kill a bunch of people. And then he's arrested and tried for their murders and put to death. Yeah. Yeah. It was beautiful. Nicely tied up. Nicely tied up (laughs) movie there. Yeah. So... I mean, overall, obviously, it had a whole bunch of musical numbers that were really kind of memorable and inspiring. Mm-hmm. It had, you know, really interesting thematics in in putting Chris Farley next to Charlie Manson and having, like, Dennis the Menace. You know, when you think about it really deeply, then you see all the connections <laughs> yep. between those things. Well, and there were all those great connections that were in putting... Because... <laughs> <laughs> Because pudding is really connected to itself. <laughs> there's, there's, there's a bunch of different kind of connections in there. Like, uh, just like wire crimpers. <laughs> right. Connected. Yeah, so there are those on, two. On yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So that's a great analysis. So, so uh, yeah. Uh, I, mean, I think overall, I'm, I'm going to definitely give it, I think, four... Of the the gumballs from our childhood, you know, gas station. Rain blow. Rain blows. <laughs> I'm going to give it four rain blows out of the five rain blows that usually come in the package. Yeah, you got to hit all the colors normally. Yeah. This yeah. one didn't quite hit all of them. Right. I'm going to give this one Sharon Tate's blood. Sharon Tate's blood. I don't know that's a reference to, but <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh, we can give it that. She doesn't need it anymore. <laughs> so, so that was that was Willy Wonka's factory unit or whatever it was. Yeah. And in light of uh, having talked about that, we could talk about another one that's actually really related. You know, mm-hmm. because it, it's kind of about the whole Manson murders and what happened to Sharon Tate and all that stuff. It's Rosemary's Baby, of course. So, so that one starring Mel Gibson and as Rose. As Rose and wait, <laughs> it's Rosemary. No, Rose is the baby. It's Rose, oh. Mary's baby. <laughs> so Mary's the mom. Oh, there's a comma. Yeah. There's a comma in the title. <laughs> Rose, Mary's baby, and Mel Gibson plays baby Rose. Yeah, uh, that makes a lot of sense. It's actually the sequel to that that one movie where he was he trying to game. be young. No, no, where Mel Gibson was trying to be young. Multiplicity. <laughs> Passion of the Christ. No. <laughs> Lethal Weapon. There was a movie where he, like the whole thing was him trying to be young again or something. And he had a messed up face. But anyway, he's Rose now. So, so I'm pretty sure that was all those movies. But. It was Rose, Mary's Baby. And obviously, you know, it's a religious allegory because Mary is is Mother Mary. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so. Obviously in this movie because she's got a baby. Right. <laughs> and that's the only connection. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but this, this whole thing, obviously, it's it's a setup for somebody. It's a new couple who moves into this, into a place in New York. Yep. And Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito. Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> plays Mary. Right. Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito. And they, they have this, and he's pregnant, obviously, at this point. Mm-hmm. But they all the people around them in this New York area, this very well-to-do New York area, 
all the people around them start acting really kind of suspiciously. And you have Danny DeVito, who's kind of ambivalent about it. He'll talk to the neighbors and in off hours, and he'll be kind of off-putting with, with his wife, uh, <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> so... <laughs> So you wonder what? Okay, what's going on? There's something suspicious going shower. on. <laughs> well, you didn't have to give it away. <laughs> so, so it turns out they they are planning a baby shower. But they want it to rain babies. <laughs> they want it to rain babies. They're a cult. Yes, uh, yeah. So it turns out that they are actually a cult. And what they what they did in the midst of this is that they got Satan to impregnate Arnold Schwarzenegger. Mm. You know, in this kind of they, she had he had <laughs> this lucid dreaming moment where he saw Satan impregnating him. Yep, Elizabeth Hurley. Elizabeth Hurley, right? And so that's that's the thing that he's worried about. Okay, who is this baby? You know, who is the actual father of this baby? It's not Danny DeVito because it's too tall already. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it can't be Danny DeVito's baby. <laughs> so, so whose baby is it? And then they go through this whole process of uh, the slow Bovich. realization. <laughs> so it starts out slow, but then it's fast when they get to Maury Povich. <laughs> and, and they do the DNA test, the DNA testing to find out if Danny DeVito is actually the father. Well, they kept getting it wrong at first because... They were testing babies, and they're like, "You're not the baby." <laughs> and like, I know because I'm not in there. Mark just didn't get it for a while. Yeah, so the whole crowd was babies. So they going around to each baby and testing to see if you're the baby. Until somebody, until somebody said. God, you guys are stupid. <laughs> Why would you do that? <laughs> Obviously, the baby is the one where you know where it is. And then, uh, you can test that baby. They didn't understand at first. Yep. So then they tested Danny DeVito, told him he was not the baby. Right. <laughs> right. And it made for good TV, but it didn't, it didn't resolve any of the questions that anybody had. So Arnold Schwarzenegger's still feeling concerned about the whole situation and what to do. You've got Elizabeth Hurley, who's like hanging out in the background and occasionally flashing her vagina to, uh, to what's his name? And Brendan Fraser. (laughs) So you wonder what that's about. (laughs) That's always happening. But so the Maury Povich show ends and they go back home and it turns out that Bedazzled was the father of the baby. Mm. You know, we find that out. So when he when he gives birth, you know, as part of this uh, this cult situation, then the baby comes out and it it doesn't look like Danny DeVito. It looks like the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. <laughs> right. Cuz nobody can clear their mind of thoughts. <laughs> right. <laughs> It was Zool, so so we have a projection of the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man coming out of Arnold Schwarzenegger and, and then terrorizing New York City. So this was obviously, this is devastating for mm. a young mother to be going through their her first pregnancy, or his first pregnancy, <laughs> and to have it be the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man who's been uh, infused with the evil spirit of Zool. Mm-hmm. So this is something that, you know, not a lot of mothers have to deal with this, but it's it's representative of things like postpartum depression. 
that you'll have to deal with a, <laughs> a giant marshmallow man who's terrorizing a city. Yeah, and, yeah. And when it steps on the church and then Brittany Murphy's like, not in my town. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that happens. And then and then you have, uh, what's his name? The the Devil Wears Prada guy. From the band? Devil Wears Prada. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Two chains. Two chains, yeah. Who's part of? He was in the movie Devil Wears Prada and part of the band Devil Wears Prada. Two chains is the one who has to fight the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man to be able to bring it back. You know, yeah, uh, but to he save has the to, city. But he has to find Rick Moranis first, so he can do the opposite of his Honey I Trunk the Kids Shrink Ray. Rick Moranis again? <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, he has to like enlarge him, so he needs its technology. So now we have a giant two chains. This fighting the same of Marshall man. <laughs> right. While horrified Mary, played by Arnold Schwarzenegger, has to watch on as her first child yeah. gets rapped at. <laughs> she's she's conflicted. Yeah. He's conflicted because he loves his his child, even though it's part Satan. And part Marshall. So so he loves his child, and he's like, stop rapping at him, two chains. <laughs> You're gonna hurt him. So then the marshmallow, being a marshmallow, just uh, fights two chains, and it's it's an epic, you know, back and forth mm. kind of battle, because two chains just raps at him. <laughs> Keeps getting hit with well, marshmallow. Well, and it helps, like, because they utilize the symbolism really well, because two chains just kept dropping bars, and those bars were falling on the marshmallow. <laughs> So every time he hit a bar, uh, but it was the bars were of chocolate, obviously. <laughs> yeah, chocolate. So, so the chocolate bars were hitting the marshmallow, and this gave somebody an idea. Mm-hmm. Who was part of the crew? Arnold Schwarzenegger is, is telling everybody, you know, what goes with chocolate and marshmallows? Steak. Steak, <laughs> right? So get the grill, <laughs> start grilling some steak, and let's throw all those things together, and that's what's going to solve this problem. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. It doesn't do anything except for make it a little gross that there's some steaks uh, at the feet of this marshmallow person. But you know, it kind of delays it just enough uh, mm-hmm. to be able to bring in the the final thing that is able to overcome. Uh, this whole this whole issue Martha Stewart which is Martha Stewart right so she starts talking about various recipes that you can use for marshmallows and chocolate and steak yep. <laughs> and she so, goes bam <laughs> yeah she says bam and drops salt <laughs> on her forearm <laughs> and, and that's how uh, it's eventually resolved because when you can put all those things together then the baby feels like they fit within this mm-hmm. world well so, it's like they, they were all salty because they had beef together that's what two chains wrapped, yes. Yeah. So he's still rapping, and everybody's getting annoyed because he's so big and loud. So they're like, "Can you shut up, two chains? We've resolved this. The marshmallow person is fine now." And they, you know, they go off and marry, and the marshmallow uh, kid, and they're fine. You know, they just become the, the kid becomes a chef and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But two chains now is the problem. <laughs> two chains is walking around a giant two chains, which is rapping at random people. And people are getting sick of it. Mm. You know, so that's that's uh, set up for the sequel, obviously. Yeah. Uh, what are they going to do about 2 chains? He wanders off into the sea. And you know he's coming back, though. Yeah, you know he's coming back. But then he drowns, so he doesn't. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> so he's black, he can't swim. <laughs> right. So his chains are so heavy yeah. that he couldn't find his way out. 
So, so that's um, the end of of that movie. I don't even remember what we started with. Was it? Oh, Rosemary's Baby. Yeah, yeah. Rose, Mary's Baby. baby. <laughs> yeah. So, so Rose the Giant. I thought it was Peach. Mel Gibson, wasn't it? At yeah, some point. Rose. Rose was. That makes Mel Gibson was the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. Yeah, Mel Gibson played the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man the whole time. Yep. I mean, there were so many things going on in this movie that I just thought were were so smart and so mm-hmm. clever. You know, it was it was directed by one of the the great directors of the era. Why can't I remember names right now? <laughs> it was directed by one of the great David Spade. David Spade, the great directors of the era, and it had a lot of you know really interesting undertones and. The atmosphere. The atmosphere was amazing, you know, all Mm. the way through. So it was just one of those things where the dread really builds up carefully over time. So it was was really, really fun to watch. Yeah. Um, Random fact about this is that when the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man came out, he was supposed to be wearing a yarmulke originally. Yeah. But obviously Mel Gibson couldn't have that. So he picked a different hat. Uh, Yeah. He went (laughs) (laughs) and ended up being a Yankees cap. And really, really uppity about that. There was that whole leaked audio that came out. Mm-hmm. How he, when he was talking to the producer about Yeezy. that whole situation, the Yeezus. producer Jesus, <laughs> and, and he was saying, "My Lord and Savior Jesus, we can't have a yarmulke on the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man, and also you can't be wearing that kind of stuff in public because you look like a whore." <laughs> <laughs> and so, horse don't get second chances. <laughs> horse don't get second chances. So it's a nice callback. Mm. Yeah, but there were a lot of things going on. I thought you know, a lot of smart stuff. Did you notice the cameo in the Maury Povich scene? What was that? One of the babies was played by Weasel. Was it? <laughs> yeah. He made it in there? Yep. Oh my, are you sure he's playing one of the babies? Or was he eating the babies? <laughs> <laughs> well, he, he was playing a baby that was eating some of the babies. <laughs> okay. All right, so. <laughs> but he's such a good actor that like you almost couldn't tell it was him. <laughs> right, right. I'd, I'd actually look it up. I was like, that baby that's eating the other babies. <laughs> something special about that one. He's acting better than the rest of the babies. <laughs> right, and then yeah, so that makes sense. And so it's Weasel. Yeah, okay, I can see him. Uh, yeah, I'm glad he's getting you know some extra stuff because obviously he's a really important character, and it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Let's give him those kinds of roles. Well, he's such a big star. I mean, like Huge. it's great that he's like does all these blockbusters and everything, but he can still make time to like just jump in a buddy's movie and uh, yeah, he's know, humble just, enough to yeah. to still do that. Yeah, mm-hmm. even though he's he's. A big like when uh, Tom Cruise had the cameo in that one movie. The Tropic Thunder? No, Jerry Maguire. Yeah, when he had the cameo in that, right? Uh, because obviously the lead in that was Weasel. So, yeah, yeah. so they were trying, to, yeah. <laughs> trying to mutually... Yeah, I remember that. That was, yeah, that was a good one. So anyway, yeah, I think we, we've, we've done this one. Heck yeah. So that was, that was good getting through those movies. You know, really important stuff in, in the history of filmmaking. Was this Willy Wonkers? William Wonkers. William (laughs) William Wonkers, that was still this one? Yeah, and you still need to rate Gross. Oh, yeah, we didn't didn't rate either of these. So, yeah, Willie... Wait, did we rate the first one? Sure. Okay, so rate the second one. So the second one, Rose, Mary's Baby. (laughs) I'm going to rate it probably, like... I'm going to say a fern. A fern out of, like, a tree that's droopy on one side and a little asymmetrical... And has a hole in it and is dead and is peeing. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's my rating of it. What's yours? Um, I'll give it an improper fraction. 
Improper fraction. Okay. Doesn't matter which one any of them will do. All right. So yeah, that's uh, those are our scores for uh, Rose Mary's baby, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and next time you know we're gonna have some uh, some big movies coming up. But uh, I hope all is well. Do you want to say bye? I have a lot to say. Okay. So that'll be bye from us. I'll see you. Okay. Bye. Mm-hmm.